Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, owner and user of Mint Mobile, with a special holiday message. If you sign up now for three months, you get three months free on every one of our plans, even unlimited. Now, I realize this is more of a holiday offer than it is a holiday message, but if you read between the lines, you can see a message in there. It says we love you. Visit mintmobile.com slash switch for the offer. Limited time, new customer offer. Activate within 45 days. Additional taxes, fees, and restrictions apply. Unlimited customers using more than 40 gigabytes per month will experience lower speeds. Video streams at 480p. See mintmobile.com for details. Welcome to Blueprint of Fate. My name is Ken Primus. I am your host on this journey into the Word of God, which is also called the Word of Fate. I've been a teacher of the Word for over 30 years. I was a pastor of Abundant Grace Ministries, and now I travel the world teaching the Word of God. According to the Word, without faith, it's impossible to please God. By faith, we understand. The Bible also goes on to say that the just shall live by faith, for we walk by faith and not by sight. By faith we believe that the universe was made. We are justified by faith. Fight the good fight of faith. At this podcast, we're going to talk about what really is faith, how we get it, how do we develop it, how to use it, so that we can receive the 8,810 promises of God, 7,487 of them being promises made by God to His beloved man. Grace and peace be multiplied to you through the knowledge of God and of Jesus our Lord. His divine power has given us everything we need for life and godliness through the knowledge of Him. Today we're going to look at um, this scripture in Romans chapter 14, uh, verses 14 through 19. And we're going to continue on this theme that I've been looking at and we've been talking about, about how we behave towards each other and what God requires of us that are calling ourselves Christian, those that are want to identify with Christ. That's when we say the terminology, we create a term or someone calls us Christian. That is an, a label that we have identified with the personhood of Jesus Christ. And if we identify in the personhood of Jesus Christ, then we are um, to uh, believe the way he did act the way he did. We ought to be doing the things that he did. And as Christians, they look at us and they see Christ Jesus, which is what God wants us to do. He wants to represent. Uh, replicate Jesus Christ on the earth so that he can uh, use us to do greater things than what Jesus said that he would do through the power of the Holy Spirit being on in us. So there's nothing wrong with that label per se if that person is truly living a Christian life. And I've talked to you about how we in the Western religion, when someone asks them if you're a Christian, uh, they they really don't have a relationship with Jesus Christ. They quote-unquote have grown up in a church that claims to be Christian. But there are many churches out there that are not Christians. I mean, uh, we know that uh, religion is this man-made uh, uh, um, program 
and sets of laws and regulation by which they feel that if you follow these rules and regulations, you are going to get to God. Somehow you're going to make it there. And God tells us that that's not the case. He says, I, you cannot touch me with all your works. You can do whatever you want. You will not get to me. The only way you're going to get to me is through faith. So then you, um, you would have to put aside your logic as a human being and put, uh, go with your emotions to believe some of these things that these people are teaching. If you read the word for yourself, you'll see that it's contrary to the word and it is contrary to the teachings of Jesus Christ. And Jesus actually said, he said in his scriptures that we ought to test every spirit, test every teaching, catch every, test it all, prove so that uh, line it up with the word of God to make sure that it is correct. If it's not correct, he says to move from that. So we have been focusing on this theme about loving others, respecting others, and we talked about Jesus Christ, what he did on uh, for us on Calvary and all of these things. So in the same vein, we want to talk to you and uh, we want to talk to you about our attitudes. It says, serve Christ with this attitude. And that's in Romans chapter 14, verses uh, 14 through 19. And so we have to, um, a specific attitude is required from us that are calling ourselves Christians to identify with this uh, Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Uh, who is a Jew, and I tell people that uh, many of the religions today, their Christian, their Jesus is not a Jewish Jesus. Because if they were following Jesus Christ, because he said, this is how you know that you are my disciples, that you love one another. So they are following a different Jesus. And Jesus said in the scriptures, he said, he said, um, uh, with the angels, when they made the declaration to mankind, he said, this same Jesus that you see going up in the earth. So that same Jesus is who we're looking for, not for all the other Jesuses that are uh, coming around and people are calling themselves Jesus and so forth, because he told us that a bunch of them will be coming and he told us who they were and what they are. So let's take a look and see what this attitude that he is requiring that you and I ought to have in relations to other people. And so I have been trying to teach you guys that there are two kingdoms on this planet. They're the kingdom of darkness and they're the kingdom of God. And those that are in each um, kingdom, we are citizens within that kingdom. Citizenry, meaning that we have laws uh, that govern our behavior, how we act towards each other, how we relate to each other, how we relate to God. All of these things are in our laws, bylaws for each kingdoms, if you will, according based on your citizenry or where you're located. We are in the world, but not of the world. So we are in a different kingdom. And as citizenry within this new kingdom, I've, I've been teaching you guys there are different guidelines and rules and regulations that we have to obey in order to represent and to be a, an example of what this people in this new kingdom that is here, that um, we are not a part of the other kingdom. And it tells us that that other kingdom is governed by fear, lies, uh, the, the works of the flesh, and all of those things. And so you and I were a part of that kingdom. And we all know that. 
and we have been translated to this new kingdom, and we have new policies and procedures. And so in Romans chapter 14, verses 14 to 19, it is now going to uh, give us some information as to how we, uh, being new citizens within this new kingdom now, how what type of attitude should we have as new um, citizens within this kingdom uh, if we're calling ourselves Christian? He says, I know and am persuaded in the Lord Jesus that nothing is unclean in itself. So we see that in the kingdom of God in, uh, in um, that nothing is unclean in itself. But let's continue. We'll see where the limitation comes into that particular thing. So Nothing is unclean, but it is unclean for anyone who thinks it is unclean. So we see that the limitation then is in the thought pattern of that individual. And uh, so if in the kingdom of God, nothing is unclean in itself, but the limitation comes to that person. And so if that person deemed it unclean, then it is unclean to that person. Um, in whatever kingdom you're in. So uh, the mind then plays a important part to where your thoughts and your belief and your attitudes are located. For your brother is grieved by what you eat. You are no longer walking in love. And so he's telling us, if your brother doesn't like pork and he feels that it's damning and whatever, what he's saying, don't eat that in front of your brother because you don't want it to offend your brother. You don't want the spirit of offense to come in to cause your brother now to begin to question things things about your walk with your God and question things about God. So you're saying, just watch your behavior so that you don't offend your brother. And so he says, um, for if your brother is grieved by what you eat, you are no longer walking in love. So we are called to walk in love. And so walking in love makes you very present in uh, watching your the attitude by which you live and you, you engage with your brothers. You really don't want to, if you love your brother, you don't want to cause harm to your brother. And so when someone says to you, I love you, and they abuse you, especially our, our men and women or people who are in uh, abusive relationship, when they say to you that they love you and they still abuse you to the point where they're beating and physically beating you, mentally torturing you, they are lying to you. They do not love you because they don't love themselves. And then because they don't love themselves, you ought to rethink that relationship that you're in because the Bible tells us that we ought to love our neighbor as we love ourselves. If you don't love yourself, that's why Jesus said in Ephesians, if you love yourself, you're not going to abuse your wife. So, um, you know, your mate. And so, because that person doesn't love themselves, you may need to um, excavate yourself from that relationship and uh, send them off so that they can learn to love themselves. Because I guarantee you, if they don't love themselves and they continue, they will continue to be in a relationship that is abusive because they really don't love themselves. And so they need time to love themselves. And until they're capable of doing that, they have no baseline to love you. So you need to get out of that. So here we go in, in according to the word it says, so it tells us that um, what we eat, you know, we don't want to destroy our brother. We don't, you know, for if your brother's grieved by what you eat, you are no longer walking in love by what you eat. Do not destroy one from whom Christ died. So he's telling you, watch your attitude, watch your behavior, watch how you do. So do not let what you regard as good be spoken of as evil. 
for the kingdom of God is not um, a matter of eating and drinking, but of righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Ghost. So the kingdom of God is righteousness, and we've talked about what righteousness means. That means one who walks by faith, because it was when Abraham was um, walking by faith, God said to him, you are righteous. It, it was accredited to him as righteousness when Abraham believed God, the scripture says. So we see that that faith and peace and joy in the Holy Spirit, these uh, are uh, how you and I supposed to be living and walking. And, and as a result of doing that, we are able then to love and do a tremendous thing. It says, whosoever thus serve Christ is acceptable to God and approved by men. So then let us pursue what makes peace and mutual upbuilding. So we see here that we are called to behave a little different than um, that, than the other kids within and the other citizens within the kingdom of darkness. And so we know then that those that are calling themselves Christians by um, uh, because their mother and father went to church and they grew up in church, but really do not know Jesus Christ at a personal level, have not spent the time with him to get to know who he is, because if they get to know who he is, they wouldn't be familiar with scriptures. Like in 1 Corinthians 10.32, says, Do not cause anyone to stumble, whether they are a Jew, they are Greek, or, or, or a church of, of God. It doesn't matter who they are, whatever. Our assignment, uh, um, the attitude that you and I ought to be having and, and showing to others is that of not offending anyone, uh, but we are walking by love. We are walking in an expression of Jesus Christ because we have identified him as Christians in our we are, we've identified ourselves as Christians. And so it is calling, uh, the Bible is calling you and I to behave a certain way, to have this attitude, serve Christ with this attitude, that attitude of love, that attitude of humbleness. That's, and as we serve Jesus Christ through our attitude being correct, which starts from the thought because it tells us all things are pure except for the person's mind on that subject. And so we know the corruption comes then within the mind of the individual, the soul of the individual. And so you and I then are called to be a little different than those. It says you my brothers and sisters, who who are uh, who are called to be free, but do not use your freedom to indulge in flesh in the flesh. Rather, serve one another humbly in love. There's, let me go back a little before that. That's uh, Galatians chapter five, verses thirteen. Let me bring to you the context of this particular teaching that and and principle that Jesus Christ is trying to see. He says, "A little leaven." Leaven the whole lump, and we know all of these types of saying that uh, it, it, uh, you know, uh, if you have a little leaven and a little hatred in your life, it's going to blossom into a full, full hatred. So if you're little lie, white lies, you're gonna, you know. So it's telling you how you ought to be living. I have confidence in you through the Lord that you will be none otherwise minded, but that He being uh, troubled, you shall bear his judgment, whosoever he be. So he's saying, whoever's troubling you guys, 
you know, he'll get his own. And I, brethren, if I yet preach circumcision, why do I yet suffer persecution? Then is the offense of the cross cease. So Paul is laying it down for them so that they can see. I would that they who uh, were troubling you, those who are troubling you, he says, I would they were even cut off, which trouble you. For brethren, you have been called unto liberty. Only use not liberty for an occasion to the flesh. And so we see that the gospel, Jesus said, those who have been set free are free indeed. We have a liberty, and I've told you guys about how the enemy has sent spies into our kingdom by claiming to be Christians. He has sent spies into our kingdom, but the Bible tells us you shall know them by their fruit. And so we can identify those that have infiltrated, um, the the Bible tells us that they are are sheep, uh, uh, wolves in sheep clothing, so we know that they have infiltrated us. But Jesus said, if you allow them time and hear them speak, we will know who they are, and we'll see that they, they will bear the fruit of who they truly are. So he is saying here, for brethren, you are being called unto liberty. Only uh, use not liberty for an occasion to the flesh, but by love serve one another. I personally believe that the ultimate prize that you and I get on this planet as Christians, as human spirits, is to walk the walk of a servant. At that place of a servant, one is then um, your as the scripture says, you're looking at their their needs. You are sensible, or you're sensitive to their needs, and so that you don't want to offend your brother. Uh, and, and, you know, so he is calling us to have an attitude. Let this attitude be in you. And that attitude, my friend, is that you and I love one another and continue to respect each other. And uh, Galatians 5.13, let me read uh, 12 and uh, 14 in another translation. And it says, as for those who are agitating you, I wish they would proceed to masculate themselves. For you, brothers, were called to freedom, but do not use your freedom as an, as an opportunity for the flesh. Rather, serve one another in love. The entire law is fulfilled in a single decree. What is that? That you love your neighbor as you love yourself. And that is why I say to you, those that are telling you that they love you, and they abuse you. The scripture tells us in the book of Ephesians, a man cannot love his his wife or his woman or his mate and abuse her, (laughs) you know. So you, again, would have to make the decision if you want to be in that situation or not, because that man is not in love with you. If he was in love with you, he would treat you as Christ did the church. And how did Christ did the church? The scripture tells us in Ephesians chapter 5, it says that he died for that church. And so that man that loves you or that woman that loves you, they would die for you. They would give up their life. They would be present with you in all of your needs. So they would be aware of anything that you need so that you, you're not offended. And so when they disrespect you, you have to again and, uh, go to God and ask him. Is this the place I ought to be? This man obviously do not love me. He is torturing me. He is doing all of these things. What should I do? And God, the Bible says, the Holy Spirit is here to guide you in all truth. He'll tell you whether to leave or not. So 
um, you, that is your choice. Um, the Bible also tells us that um, uh, as we are citizens and people in this new kingdom, it, it calls us to behave certain way. This attitude, as I've been telling you about, what is uh, this attitude that was in Christ? Let's take a look at some of the things, the attitude of Christ. We know that he had compassion when he he was walking in in on this planet. The Bible tells us he had compassion and healed them. And he did something based upon his, his um, compassion. So you and I then are called to have the same, uh, we are to serve Christ. As I mentioned, I believe that is the ultimate prize that you and I get to be here on this earth, to be a servant. And we ought to be a servant unto Christ with this attitude that is in Christ. And that attitude is we ought to be walking in love. And we ought to be walking in compassion and all of these things. And we want to tell you that, you know, that doesn't mean that you can't stand up to to injustice and all of those things. We know that Jesus Christ did that when he walked into the temple. And we know as a result, religion and those men will torture you. And just like they tortured Jesus Christ, they killed him and lied and cheat and all that stuff. And they're going to do the same because that's all they know. And they're hiding within the, the guides of serving God. Now, these men that came to Jesus Christ that were in the religious sect, do you not believe that they thought that they were serving God? But we knew that their heart was were corrupt. And Jesus exposed them over and over and over again. And he tells them, you don't even know what you believe in because you don't know the law. Because the law said, and he went after them and uh, with the word. And so... And these guys don't know the Bible. They claim to know the Bible, but they don't read the Bible. They don't study it. As the scripture says, you ought to study it. What they do is they say, I want to become a priest because of all the things that um, comes through a priest. But the life of a priest is celibacy. It's talking about sacrifices. Paul laid it out as to what that person is. You can't have, you can't be burning in, in your lusts, as Paul said, and want to become a priest. He said, it's better to get Get married. He said, Who are you fooling? I mean, these people are absolutely crazy. And so you have to be honest with yourself when you're making these decisions. So there are lots of men and women that are quote unquote in the ministry of Christianity and, and not even Christianity in ministry with God and religion that don't belong there because the Bible tells us that if they did, uh, they would be, you know, uh, living the life that you ought to live. But he also war- warned us that they're going to be those type people because Jesus had to deal with them as well. So it tells us that we ought to be having a certain attitude. We ought to be thinking a certain way. First uh, Peter 3, 8 tells us, it says, finally, all of you be like-minded. I want you guys to be thinking a certain way. Uh, be sympathetic. I want you guys to be a certain way to think. Um, love one another. Be compassionate to one another. Be humble to one another. This is the posture that they're talking about of a servant, one who serves. And when you serve others, Jesus said, that's the one, that's what God is looking for. He had a conversation with his disciples about that subject. And they're like, who is going to be the best and the one sitting on the right? And, you know, and Jesus said, the one that is least among you, the one who is a servant. And we saw that Jesus Christ was a servant. This 
this is God himself. Let me read you something about Jesus Christ so you guys can see what this is all about. You know, the Bible tells us that he didn't count it. Um, it wasn't a big deal. All right, let's let's take a look at Philippians 2, 5 through 8. Let's take a look at Jesus Christ. It says, let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ. What mind is that? And again, I've talked to you guys about this previously in another podcast. It says, who being in the form of God, thought it not robbery to be equal with God. He gave that up. He didn't think it was a big deal. For what reason? But made himself of no reputation and took upon himself the form of a servant and was made in the likeness of men. He took on himself a servant, the form of a servant in the likeness of us. So I do believe that the highest calling that you and I have on this planet is to be a servant. And when we are a servant, we are being like Jesus Christ. So he didn't think it was a big deal to be like God. He gave that up so that you and I, uh, the Bible tells us he did that, so that he can be a high priest that I identified with you and I, our sicknesses, our pains, our temptations, all of those things, so that when we are going through it, he can really pray to the Father concerning our needs. So he is not a for, um, a, you know, away from our, our needs. He's closer to us because he understands what we're going through because he's been through it. And it tells us here in First Peter, so we are called to look and act differently. That's why it upsets me to have these men and women in the political sphere and in the corrupt religions uh, that are out there, white nationalists and, and white evangelical, white evangelical, my Lord Jesus Christ, God has called us to be the body of Christ. That alone is preaching heresy and separation. White evangelical, you know, I mean, come on people, grow up get a spine, say, call yourself who you are, because the Bible has to deal with racism also. The Bible deals with that. And I've talked to you guys about racism in the Bible, when God had to deal with um, Miriam and uh, and and Aaron, uh, with Moses' uh, wife and so forth. And uh, God was so upset with, with them, he, he he said, you three come with me. If you read the story, he told them, he says, you three come. And he says, meet me in this tent. <laughs> and he took them away from the people. And it tells us that Jesus, God comes down when these three people showed up in the tent. And he says to them, who are you to talk to my servant Moses the way you're talking to him? He says, I talk to other prophets by dreams and all those other things. But him, this one right here, I talk to him face to face. And who are you? to come against him. And God leaves. And as he's leaving, I mean, he's angry. He's, 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 they pushed him to the limit with this racism stuff. He leaves and leprosy falls on Miriam because she was the instigator. And the Bible says that the, it was white. It was that specific kind that was unto death. And God up and left. And Aaron begged Moses to seek God's face, not to wipe her out and kill her. So God, he made me this color. He made all of us the way we are. Whatever color you are, God made you that. So how in the world can you turn around and hate me because of my color? Is that where you're at? I mean, is that where you're at? You need to, you need to repent and become born again. But 
again, because you are not in the kingdom of God, you have exposed yourself. So we know then that you, whatever group, white nationalists and, and all these other things, white evangelical, you are not Christian. You're not of the quality that uh, those that are following Jesus of Nazareth, a Jew. So um, you need to get yourself together. So we are talking here as First Peter 3 as to how then you and I have to, what type of attitude, what type of mind do we need to get together? Because as we started, you said that there's no, for I know and persuaded that in the Lord Jesus Christ that nothing is unclean in itself, but it is unclean for anyone who thinks it is unclean. And so we know then the problem is in the mind of the individual. And so he is who wants to deal with your mind, your attitude. And he says, finally, all of you be like-minded, be sympathetic. He says, love one another, be compassionate and humble. Do not repay evil with evil or insults with insults. On the contrary, repay evil with blessings because to this you were called so that you may inherit a blessing. You are called to behave this way. So if you are a born-again, believing Christian in the name of Jesus Christ, uh, the Jewish one, um, you are called to behave a certain way. As we mentioned earlier in Philippians uh, 2.5, it talks about, let this mind be in you, let this thought pattern, let this thought pattern grant you and give you this attitude so that you can be, it says, let this mind be in you, which is also in Christ Jesus, who being in the form of God, thought it not robbery to be equal with God, but made himself of no reputation. Because if you have no reputation, it doesn't matter what people say about you, right? Because you have no reputation. You just, they say whatever they say. It's not going to penetrate and hurt you. We saw that before Jesus Christ, when he, before all these, um, uh, his trial, he, most of it, he was quiet. He was just letting them behave as a fool of who they were, condemning themselves by the words that they are said. Imagine those people when they stand before God the Father and have to give an account of their words, those specific ones that um, lied against Jesus Christ. That's going to be something from them. But it says here, but he made himself of no reputation. He took upon himself the form of a servant. And so you and I must take this servant mentality, this servant um, attitude, this servant uh, uh, mindset, and it says that uh, he ma he was made in the likeness of man and being found in fashion as a man. That's how he looks. What did he do as a man? He humbled himself. So you and I have the ability to have this attitude that makes us humble and become obedient unto death, even the death of the cross. And you and I have to become obedient to the death of ourself, of that flesh that is wants to um, show its face when someone says something to you. And so you and I have to do the very same thing. We are not dying to the cross or anything like that, as, this, as Jesus did, but we are dying to the flesh. We are being humbled by uh, the way G and what Jesus has done. And this attitude, this causes not to be 
offended because we have to remember we have no reputation. Our reputation is in God, and we look to Him, and we look at Jesus Christ as the protector of all those things. Even our name, the Bible says He will protect our name. And so, He is my protector. He is the one that will fight for me. I am called to be humble. Um, I am called to be obedient unto death, unto dying and killing that flesh part of me that wants to rise up and cause a lot of pain in and result and anger when someone says something. So I want to encourage you guys that we have to uh, have this same mind amongst ourselves, which is your, which is in Christ Jesus. And so you and I, if we are calling ourselves Christians, we have to have this attitude. We must serve Christ with this attitude. And see, when we serve Christ this way, and we serve Christ how? By serving others. And so when I look at someone that is outside of my belief system and I serve them, I am serving Christ. And so then when I speak to someone outside of my belief system. I am speaking to Christ. So I can't cuss Christ out, can I? I can't give him peace of my mind, if you will. I can't do that. And so he's asking uh, you and I to have that mindset. Finally, all of you have unity of mind, sympathy, brotherly love, a tender heart, and a humble mind. Do not repay evil for evil or reviling for reviling. But on the contrary, bless for to this you were called that you may obtain a blessing. The Bible tells us that you and I must walk by faith. It tells us that the just, those that are identifying with Jesus Christ, the just shall live by faith. And so I want to encourage all of you and uh, thank you those guys that are supporting me financially. I do appreciate all that you do because I know it is a sacrifice and I look to the Father and I pray to uh, Lord Jesus Christ, the Holy Spirit, to meet your needs in every way, spirit, soul, and body. I pray for miracles in your life, that the Word of God will penetrate your mind and guide you, that wisdom would come into your space and uh, lift you up, that the Holy Spirit would open up and give you an understanding of who you are in Christ Jesus, so that you can stand up in your power, in your might, and do great things for our Lord Jesus Christ until we vacate this planet and go to the next. Blessings in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you for coming to Blueprint of Faith. And remember, every child of God overcomes the world. For our faith is the victorious power that triumphs over the world. So be not weary, but imitate them who through faith and patience inherit the promises of God. Again, thank you for coming. Please subscribe. And if you can, support us financially. We deeply appreciate it. Until next time, invite your family, friends, neighbors, church, study group, and even people you don't like. You can hear us on Buzzsprout, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Apple Music, iHeartRadio, CastBox, Overcast, and many more. Thank you for coming to Blueprint of Faith. And remember... Every child of God overcomes the world, for our faith is the victorious power that triumphs over the world. So be not weary, but imitate them who through faith and patience inherit the promises of God. Again, thank you for coming. Please subscribe, and if you can, support us financially. We deeply appreciate it. 
Until next time, invite your family, friends, neighbors, church, study group, and even people you don't like. You can hear us on Buzzsprout, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Apple Music, iHeartRadio, CastBox, Overcast, and many more.